Welcome everybody to another episode of The Filler. We have a, a stacked team right now of guest stars. Um, we are missing one person. We uh, don't have our uh, uh, co-host Nagi. Uh, he might be tuning in later, um, but uh, nonetheless, we do have some amazing gamers here. A lot of uh, big faces in the Destiny community. We're going to be talking about Destiny. We're going to be talking about PvP, PvE, uh, the last 12 from last week, today's 12 if uh, everybody's read it, which I, I'm assuming everybody has. Uh, and then kind of just talking about, you know, streaming and the streamer burnout, especially uh, if you're a Destiny content creator. So um, for anybody who uh, is tuning in for the first time, my name is Maro. Uh, I am the uh, host here for The Filler. We talk about Destiny, gaming, social uh, issues, and we bring on some amazing guests every Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and yeah, let's kind of go around and uh, do our introductions here. So first we have Absolution. Oh damn! <laughs> the newest, the newest mod in the chat, by the way. Shout out to, shout out to him. Uh, so, so if you want to go and um, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, if you're working on anything. Uh, <laughs> well, hi, my name is Absolution. I stream Destiny Two, Apex, all the other stuff, horror games, all that. I think I can call myself a variety now because you know Destiny. Um, I mainly have just picked up streaming for. I think now my is this month is my. Would be my eighth eighth month streaming that's always fun i try to bring everyone inclusive i'm a suicidal survivor a depression advocate i try to very much bring the narrative that it's okay to not be okay i'm lgbtq friendly i i identify as he him and all that other good stuff because you know if you love yourself like i'm learning too you can really tell the world what you can do with a smile and yeah i just try to bring everyone together game with incredible people and just meet new faces all that's just me love it appreciate you being on the show man uh next we got two hardcore uh muted 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 perfect haven't streamed in forever because my internet's trash uh hi my name's will uh been streaming for a couple years now started in destiny one um i consider myself a variety streamer these days i play sea of thieves tarkov destiny when it's tolerable um but yeah uh, i just enjoy playing video games and hanging out with people and uh you know kind of memeing around the internet so not really working on anything yet uh currently trying to get my internet to not suck is current my current project got it appreciate you being on here also thanks for having me yeah of course maddox the newest uh twitch partner welcome <laughs> welcome gamer right <laughs> uh yeah my uh name is mac um you might know me from uh pve help or anything of that nature you might know me from garrison uh is another place that people uh commonly find out about me but um i've been streaming for uh i'm similar to absolution i've been streaming for about seven months now i think um and i would say primary goal of all of that is um you know making friends with a lot more people in the destiny community um trying to cultivate and curate an environment where you know we can have a family style vibe and you know prosper and enjoy hanging out with each other and um you know i just i'm someone that's really truly always loved destiny since i picked it up and uh about halfway through the taken king is when i started because my brother played it and you know since then i've just never looked back it's been my favorite game and you know even though it has this rough patches i mean it's, it's something that i just you know i can't help but keep coming back to awesome thanks Mac. appreciate you 
Last but not least, every time I tune into this dude's stream, I see the events uh, in the back, the little, little mountain over there. <laughs> true, true. Mr. Uh, Mr. Cool Cheese, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, my name's Cool Cheese. Uh, I've been streaming for in three months, ten years, um, since I was, I guess, nine. That's crazy. Um, and um, I've been I've played Destiny for a long ass time. Before that, I played Terraria. And for I guess some context, Destiny is my first FPS, and it was kind of the game that I've kind of developed my mechanical skill. And I think at this point, I'm known as one of the best Titans within Trials, which. You know, Titans punch people, so they're not good. But besides <laughs> that, um, a lot of my content is around Destiny PvP and kind of trying to make some more niche things work um, instead of trying to do what everyone else is telling me to do, do what, like, I guess do what the meta is. I kind of try to play what I have fun in and try to be successful, make it work at a high level. And currently I'm on a break, so we're not necessarily cooking anything insane. But uh, overall, I like punching people. I like being the embodiment of the Destiny community's crutch. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Thanks, Cheese. Appreciate you being here. Um, so let's just kind of dive into it. Did, did everybody read the TWAP today? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, sir. So the meme I'm seeing, because I, I was, I forget what I was doing. I was still messing around with mods for Star Wars. I've been playing Battlefront 2 a lot, so I've been messing around with some mods. <laughs> but. I saw the meme around right now is that uh, Bungie's doing like a, a sword reward. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like it's a slap in the face with the three peakers. So what's what's that? What's everybody thinking about that? I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but <laughs> I mean, at this point, like you guys know that meme where they're like all sitting in like an office setting and like mm -hmm. Steve suggests something and then they all look at him and throw him out the window. This is that meme, only Steve doesn't get thrown out the window. They all collectively think Steve's idea is a good idea. <laughs> I just don't understand how, with a community that's so loud and, you know, unified on the, the issue that three-peaking is an issue, how they decided that putting a sword in that game mode was a good idea. A reskin at that. I, I just, I don't know. I guess I, I personally think assets and resources could have been used better. I, hell, I would have taken a... LMG, an LMG, a rocket launcher, a scout rifle. Again, anything. I just think a, it's a piece of paper. Like it's probably literally just, anything. <laughs> a stick. A stick. It, I mean, yeah. it might be good in. Uh, it might be good for you know PVE or something like that. I just think it's poor. Like read the room is kind of what yeah. I got from it. It's just, it. Just doesn't look good. Looks like they're tone deaf. It's it's tough though because obviously we all understand the the issue with three peaking and swords and trials but you know manix you're a really big pve guy so swords is a big part of like doing challenges and you know certain mechanics right but it's hard to like kind of nerf something that's so heavy in that part of the community especially like if you're trying to do speed runs or certain strats yeah i wouldn't consider it so much of a nerf to be honest because the tuning that swords need in pvp isn't necessarily with their damage or their ammo or anything of that nature it's it's an unintended um use case that just so happens to come with being able to go into third person with the sword and obviously you're not really using a sword to three peak anything in pve and even if they did make it so that 
you know, if you pull out a sword and it doesn't have ammo, you, you can't look around the corner or you don't go into third person or something like that. I mean, you could do an emote in PvE if you really needed to three peek. Um, for me personally, the thing that bugs me about the whole three peeking situation in PvP right now, and I do think it's a massive problem, even though I'm a primarily PvE player, I still play a ton of PvP. I'm, I'm decent at trials and I enjoy it. And as anyone can tell, it's a huge issue in PvP. Um, but it's it's something that you know definitely needs to go but with cheaters as rampant as they are if they take something like three peeking out of the game before they deal with cheaters whatsoever it's it really really you know makes the experience against a legitimate team significantly better but there's tons of illegitimate teams so i i don't i feel like cheaters need to get hit before three peeking gets hit personally in trials i agree i agree with that i think a lot yeah, of people get behind that. that it's um I just saw somebody from like a pro pair for Valorant just got banned from like all tournaments and everybody's trying to understand why Riot can do it so quick with a game that's still fairly new and we're still waiting for Bungie to come up with something that works in some kind of capacity. Anything. But does it, you want to go well or do you want? No, uh, you. No, you. I, I think like people, I, and this is me, like what I try to take from it. Because I'm not trying to literally, when every time I play on PvP trials, comp, anything, I try not to really think about it. I'm thinking about it like Bungie's by themselves. So in a case, they're kind of like an indie company now because they don't have Activision. They don't have any like big name brand company backing them on like people to do support, anti-cheat. They're doing it all by themselves. Now, is that an issue? 100% because Riot is different because Riot's anti-cheat goes around, I think, think another company that has more of like like tom clancy's with battle eye it detects it and automatically bans you you can appeal to not get banned but that's the thing like if they sense it you automatically get hit with the report system of destiny they they have to manually look at the report and watch the whatever the heck you're reporting them for and see it if they see it then they get on it but i think it was a thing where someone streamed them walling in like i think like sixes and that guy didn't get banned until i think like his 17th game wasn't he like and on everybody the top of the directory he was at the top <laughs> of the directory he had follower only chat on and people like righty crit everybody was hopping in there like this is not okay like nobody should be able to last that long and get to a certain point where now people are tweeting about like hey guys he's doing this what are you doing and i i have my i have my setback that it's Bungie. I know they're trying, but there's got to be a way for them to like, and like Maddox said, if they, they have to make sure they prioritize the cheating over the three peaking, because I need them out of the game over a third person. Cause it is what it is. I think ultimately, I think they are trying. I think Bungie yeah. cares very deeply about their game. I think those people go to work every day and they pour their heart and souls into the game. I think the issue that I have is the, the continued disregard for communication. The meme now is we're listening to who? And if you are <laughs> listening, where's the, where's the dialect back from you guys? If you're having an issue developing an anti-cheat, we as a community have a lot of intelligent people in it with a lot of plausible ways to correct the issue. I understand Bungie is a small studio now, indie-esque if you will. They can utilize their Eververse store and make a lot of money to fund 
an endeavor like an anti-cheat. I just don't know why they're radio silent about it. I don't want them to explain how they're developing it or the ins and outs of it, because obviously that just gives the, the bad guys an upper hand. But we haven't heard them mention anti-cheat in how many months now at all? I Do agree. I think they're working on it? Sure, but what? No update? Good faith? Like, we're just going on good faith here? Like, how much longer can we really go before... Like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who leave and then they come back. That's always going to be a thing. But how much longer can players go before they just like, yeah, that's it. I'm just done with this game. Nothing else they say can can bring me back. And the thing going... that I would argue as well when it comes to this situation, um, obviously, I have a lot of experience within trials um, since for however many months I did 40 hours a weekend every single weekend. Um, and to me... Within, when, within regards to cheating, within regards to sword peeking, um, it's not necessarily something that I think... I think Bungie is handling it in an intelligent way, but they're poor, poorer at executing it. Because, in my opinion, the biggest issues with Trials are in three different regards. There's cheaters, gameplay experience, and rewards. All three of those are absolutely dog shit right now. If you have rewards good enough that people will go in, it doesn't matter if there's an amount of cheaters because yes, you will match it and you will feel really shitty when matching them. But if the rewards are good enough, there's enough people where you're matching those people more often than you're matching cheaters. If you're the gameplay the experience was good enough, out. like the population, if it if the game mode's really good, will drown out the people cheating. Is what exactly. Saying, right? Yeah, and I, I think yeah, that's I kind of the that's the route that they're attempting to do. Like if you, but obviously they're not really. They're not executing it correctly. I think mm -hmm. they know that with the resources they have, developing an anti-cheat isn't something they can do very quickly. But the thing is, they're also not moving quick enough on things that would be a lot easier fixes. Like stasis, for example. I'm uh, Me personally, I really enjoy stasis. I think it uh, um, offers good counterplay against supers, against special weapons. However, for a majority of players, when that, those abilities enter primary gunfights, it gets super frustrating. And if that was addressed a lot sooner, if things like sword peeking were addressed a lot sooner, the cheating might not be nearly as big of an issue as it is right now. Same thing as if there was an adept weapon every week as opposed to adept weapon armor, adept weapon armor. No one gives a shit about an armor piece from the flawless chest if that's instead of an adept astral horizon, an adept eye of soul, an adept summoner, whatever it is. They need to do a lot better job at, first of all, making the, the playlist more rewarding because I think that actually matters more than the gameplay experience. Because people will be willing to slog through almost anything in Destiny, as long as there is that carrot on the stick and the carrot's actually good. If whenever you went flawless, you got your Ascendant Shard, an Adept Weapon, and even like an Adept Armor, it gives you plus three to stats whenever you Masterwork it, something like that. People would be willing to go against stacks teams, recoves, cheaters, carries, whatever it is, just because it's so satisfying at the end. In the same way with the gameplay experience, people would be able to slog through that, and currently they have a horrible gameplay experience for a majority of players. They have bad rewards for the most part, except for maybe one in every 10 weekends, and cheating is rampant, which I think is a majority of the issue. Not necessarily cheating or three-peaking in and of itself, because realistically, I think those are both kind of smaller parts of why the game mode, the game mode and the game itself is unenjoyable and lackluster currently. I agree. I think also the the big problem is and um, uh, Nash just said it in in chat. Uh, he said, "How do you drown out cheating when people make money doing that cheating on a recov?" So 
the fact is cheating is so rampant because there is people out there pretty much spending money to get their accounts, you know, to get well, like these, realistically, these realistically speaking, those are basically 90, 95, maybe even a hundred percent of cheaters are recovs. Yeah. Like yeah. you're very, there's very few of, um, there's a very rare chance that you're going to be matching a cheater on their main account because realistically Bungie does whether or not it's as fast as we should, like it should be, like even the 17 games example, after 17 games, that's only like two cards ruined. And yes, that sucks for those two cards and the people they're playing against. But after that, they're out. But free to play account or they just hop on someone else's account, make like what, 20 to 50 bucks, then keep on going over and over again to the point where you're you're getting more by cheating on a recov than you would be by a just cheating on your own let alone playing legit on your own account and we're assuming that that dude got banned after 17 games based on the amount of social interaction that the whole thing got like how do we know that it wasn't just somebody flying under the radar not streaming and just doing recovs is going to get that kind of attention that swiftness true true I mean, yeah that's the ultimate fear that that guy got major social media attention and then, like Cool Cheese is saying, two cards, it sucks, but then it just goes on to, like, the attention that that person will getting under radar, beneath everybody's feet, under the tunnel, doing it, and nobody sees it. And there's people that, I, I forget what his name is, but he's, like, renowned. He cheats on his main. He's been cheating on his main since the switch to Steam. It's like a joke. Match him, like, once or twice a weekend. I forget what his, I forget what his name is, but he's got thousands of games played. I mean at that point looking at it from that standpoint the only reason that dude got banned after 17 games was because of how much attention it got 100 and i don't know how they go about fixing it people also like point at like etr destiny trials report as like how could people be so incompetent to not realize this guy's cheating and i think people don't realize that like bungie employees can't like ban somebody based on a third-party website stats like what if something's wrong what if an algorithm's off there's liability and legality issues sure. i'm assuming I, I i don't know what the answer is but i i just want to have an open conversation about it at the end of the day i want them to acknowledge it again even if that makes people feel like you know i'm a child and i need that reassur reassurance i just think it could go a long way i think an open dialect about a lot of things could go a long way they they talked about transparency for so long excuse me <clears throat> where is it like why does it come in waves why is it why is it so hit or miss? I don't know. I, I get part of it is that they don't want to talk about anything until they have more of a solid plan because things can change, but it's been months. Like how, like give us at least something. Tell, even just saying like, hey, we're working on anti-cheat and this is like the ETA and we'll have more information. But like literally not saying anything, it's it's you're not even addressing the problem. And like you said, it, it's just a slap in the face and a meme at this point every time they just say we're listening. Like, okay, you're listening, but you're not doing anything at all. I think it's gotten to the point that I don't want to wait for a TWAB to get an answer. Like, I know the TWAB is like their weekly, like, this is what we're doing. This is what's coming. Be ready. I think I just need a periodic, like, hey, we're, we're trying. And then I'll be all right. That's I think it. that lack of effort really, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm just not excited to read the TWAB anymore because it just doesn't have what I want in it, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just, it's... I want a state of uh, the union address, essentially. I want them to come out and give us something. Like, 
I feel like it's just compounding. There's so many other issues that plague Destiny aside from cheating, but they just keep adding onto it before addressing the other issues. And yeah, so I think like along lost. those lines. Or good, good. No, no, I'm done. Okay. Um, like along those lines, when we're talking about sandbox as well, um, when we're talking about the overall player experience. We go back to even last season people didn't enjoy playing trials like it were completely regardless of cheaters the amount of one-sided in terms of both subclass and weapon choice people didn't enjoy playing trials last season either even though yes i think a lot of people would argue that this season is less enjoyable than last season but the thing is instead of fixing the problems before they introduced the new element they said we're just going to let stasis be be out in the open see how it affects everything then have a warlock nerf that they probably like cooked up beforehand assuming because of how fast it was and then they took two months to nerf something that was obviously broken and they only gave it a slap on the wrist to the point where it, it basically did nothing there's still issues with fragments there's still issues with the grenades as a whole and these are things that probably could have been very easily play tested if more competent or just higher skilled players were within the play testing environment it's pretty simple why people could say okay this is an issue it's gonna make these classes played a shit ton and we need to change that so that way the other classes are more viable. But because that, that didn't happen, which I doubt that there wasn't any monologue about that, it seems like Bungie is being more profit-focused than community-focused, and that we made stasis so we can make money, your experience doesn't matter, and it still doesn't matter because we're still not changing it drastically to the point where it's enjoyable to play against, and we just want to keep on making money, we're not going to give you an anti-cheat. We're not giving you better rewards. We're not giving you a good player experience. If you don't play GMs and raids, boom, you're out. That's tough. So do you think so you think the Warlock melee was predetermined before the major patch went live? 100%. It, was, it came out so and fast. I feel like that would make yeah. sense, but I, I didn't think of it from that perspective. I got jabated. I was literally like, oh my God, it's happening. Bungie's making server-side changes faster <laughs> because of the groundwork that they changed within the engine. And we're finally going to get this, like, quick turnaround on things that are absolutely broken. And then after that, it was radio silence. So, like, thinking about it from that perspective, that makes way more sense. Well, it's always funny, too, because they, the things that benefit us are, are taken off so fast, like, within the next day. But the things that are completely broken, they, they kind of take, take their time. Yeah. So somebody, just, um, Blackshirt, had a question. He said, uh, thoughts on, on Stasis being removed from Trials? There's no shot. It's not going to happen. I, I disagree. It'll never happen. No, because then you're going to remove trials from the game. Like, not only won't they, but they shouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. I think like, I, it's done. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, to... I, talk, I talked about this today. Like, removing stasis eliminates Beyond Light because the whole point beyond, behind Beyond Light is now in the story, we actually have access to the subclass that is the darkness. And if you take it away, you're really not, there's really nothing to go about what the there's on the calendar for the next season the the, the latest aspect comes out and i think it's gonna pro it's gonna go with the story but like i don't think it's necessary for bungie to be like oh they don't like stasis take it out no there's a lot of people that like stasis i for one like stasis for what it is in pve pvp you know i'm miss i'm hit or miss but that's just me like what jesus said he likes it maddox likes it it's like you can't take something out just because a certain amount of people are unliking it rather than a majority few are liking it. And your whole content is based around this whole thing. If you take it out, you're cutting your content in half. And then there's nothing else for you to do with it. 
I mean, in addition, I think that the main issues with stasis aren't even the classes themselves. I think it's 100% with the elements and the uh, with the elements and the fragments, right? Yeah. The thing is, mm -hmm. Revenant, yeah. Behemoth, and Shadebinder, is that what it's called? I forget. Yeah. It's boring. It's yeah. Um, regardless, um, in and of themselves, they're not necessarily fundamentally broken. If they had balanced grenades, i.e. what cold snaps are right now, in my opinion, if all three of them could only run cold snaps with no fragments, realistically, Dawnblade's going to be the best class in the game, Spectral's going to be fantastic, and Chaos Reach is still going to be very dominant, specifically within Elim and Survival, right? The thing is, removing Stasis A just makes those other classes that are also problematic, in my opinion, just... It's basically reverting everything to last season, except now you can only use 120 hand cannons and everything else is irrelevant. In my, like, even with with regards to weapon balance, where a lot of people have said, "Oh, Beyond Light is so fantastic with weapon balance," I wish Stasis didn't ruin it. I completely disagree. I think 120s are one of the worst things single-handedly to happen to PvP in years, ever since, besides special weapons in and of themselves. They are a um, low skill, one crit, two bodies at long ranges, which allows aim assist to carry for long ranges, and we know the hitbox of aim assist hand cannons is absolutely massive. And once again, so high damage, low um, low headshot to body shot ratio, extreme range, and like, it's there's no weakness when it comes to those weapons. You could say that it's time to kill, but by peak shotting, it essentially is the same time to kill as every gun in the game. And they inherently make the game extremely slow they feed into the issues that stasis promotes and chaos reach to that extent as well and overall i think there's a lot of issues with pvp kind of just what i'm saying Stasis is not necessarily the biggest one even in my opinion i think it's just the other issues that have been plaguing pvp for years i.e playing your super i.e special ammo um momentum as in like keeping special between rounds uh, three peaking and whatever, all of those things make the more passive, the more zone controlly subclass much stronger than it actually is, in addition to overtuned fragments and grenades. Stasis in and of itself, I think, is fine. But the thing is, they've added so many tools to it that what should be a four node subclass is actually a like 17 node subclass that also plays around the meta weapons and just how people play the game. Um, so I have a question, uh, Mac. Do you think? With the way you can kind of customize stasis, do you think eventually at, at some point they should kind of give us that uh, type of um, mechanic for other subclasses that we have already? Um, to the degree of like fragments, fragments do you mean? Stuff, or... Yeah, um... to customize the subclass, or is it should that only be for the new darkness classes? Do you think that would help kind of balance things out for more for people? Yeah, it would help balance them out a little bit for sure. But um, I mean. You don't. I mean, like in trials at the very least. Like I, personally, I think Chaos Reach is is the strongest, or not Chaos Reach, or Attunement of Control, whatever it's called. I think that's the downright strongest thing in trials right now, and and that's not Stasis. So, um, I think there are you know certain things that are already doing just fine. I mean, Do Top Tree Dawnblade's still doing just fine on its own um, without any fragments. Um, I think some other, I think fragments could be beneficial, but I mean, whenever I think of something related to the game, um, it always circles back to two things for me, because I mean, I, I can think what should be in the game and I can think what I would like to be in the game all I want. But at the end of the day, it's kind of wasted thoughts if it's things that I never think we'll see, you know, if I never think will come to fruition. And I think, uh, 
everything in Destiny usually comes, every problem in Destiny usually comes back to the game going free to play and Bungie splitting from Activision because um, free to play just creates an environment where you're catering to, you know, not the fan base that's playing your game the most. I'm not saying they need to cater to the hardcore audience because that's a very small subset of the player base, but, you know, maybe cater more so towards an audience that, you know, doesn't just do one quest and then is done with the game, hope that they buy their one Eververse item, squeeze a little buck out of them before they go. Um, but the split from Activision has just been so negatively impactful on the game. And, and you can see it clearly in the amount of content that we get from a PvE perspective, but you can also see it very clearly in the amount of content that we get from a PvP perspective. We're not getting any new maps. Um, and and that's, a, that's a dual thing. You're not getting new maps, one, because they probably just don't have the manpower to make maps, and two, because... Why would you add a new map to the game? You can't monetize that. Crucible's free to play, um, so there's no point. Um, you see a lot less armor coming through the game, which goes back to what Colchi uh, said when it comes to rewards for trials and that the reward system is just terrible. Um, it, it, things get very stale very quickly, and having the same loot table over three seasons is, is just not exciting. Um, and so... You know, I, I, I think more customizability is always a good thing, especially from a PvE perspective, because it lets you play around with some more builds that are fun to, you know, have fun in different situations. But they, they just simply don't have the resources to do all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a waste of thought at the end of the day. There was, um, good. I thought Luke Smith came out and said that in his mind, coming quickly within the next couple you know, year or whatever it was, he was gonna they were gonna retune like all the old subclasses to reflect the customization that Stasis presented. And that meant <clears throat> his ultimate goal was to I to was to give each super its own identity, which meant like getting rid of things like Nova Bomb. Nova Bomb doesn't fall in line with the identity of or I'm sorry, Nova Warp. Getting rid of Nova Warp, it doesn't fall in line with the identity of Nova Bomb. And he wanted to simplify each super, but then branch out and give them the customization that came with fragments and and things like with stasis but yeah he was trying to go for more like a wow mmo feel where you can like really yeah. customize your class out which yeah. just luke smith having such a big background in world of warcraft just blows my mind that he he has to see the glaring issues like it rains looting in wow like i've never seen such a lack of new stuff ever like we're a weeks removed from a major fall dlc expansion and among like most of the issues the one i'm most frustrated with is there's just nothing to play for yeah and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but with the split from activision beyond light was really the first content solely developed by bungie right with no activision because everything else i know still I had some so, influence yeah. Yeah. yeah beyond i think yeah beyond light the date is the first fall expansion they've ever released without yeah without activision. activision at all so it's and i we you know everybody kind of had the thought that activision was the one that kind of was holding them back but without that support that's why we're getting the same armor piece and the same weapons kind of re-rolled uh with just a different paint job on it which is unfortunate. yeah i mean with the also within that like i mean it sucks that we're not getting a lot of loot but even if we think about things like astral it took me forty-three thousand tokens trials tokens to get the astral i wanted and that is feasibly on impossible for nearly every single player in the game like only someone who is literally doing 40 hours a weekend 
and who is mentally deranged like myself <laughs> is able to get that many tokens to get that roll. So in addition to having lackluster loot, not having very much loot, that loot that is lackluster is extremely hard to get what you want. There's no way. And then in by the time you get what you want, oh, it has one more season. So mm -hmm. I got my Astral. Okay, that's nice. But it's next season is its last season. It took me 43,000 tokens. But, oh, I didn't get an Adept version, which I can get even less because I have to go Flawless every time. And it's not a guarantee every time. And so Ooh, now I have to go down on RNG there, Bungie. Everybody loved yeah. that. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's great. On top of and, RNG. And then they, they'll probably release the weapon back uh, three seasons later and Reskin, make it re rewind it. Reloaded. Well, I mean, it already is. The adept version has a longer sunset date than the normal, but you can still get the normal one. I remember the first week adept astral was available. <laughs> astral and adept astral were available. So whenever you went flawless, there was like five, ten, maybe twenty times that weekend where I got a normal astral instead of an adept one. You're straight pain. There was yep. um there was a comment uh in the chat and something I wanted to ask also. There was a tweet I saw and they said that at this point it won't be the perfect fix, but what they should at least do is that trials can only be accessed by people who buy the season, you know, the season pass or the DLC, that whatever. 1, yeah, whatever you call it. it yeah, like, I don't know why that's not a thing. <laughs> that's the most dumb thing that I don't understand. Did you guys see the breakdown, the side by side of what people that pay versus what people that don't pay get? It's insane. It's like a copy paste with one line deleted. <laughs> well, come on, what are we they doing? put some white out on it and they're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't. That's get literally it. what like, it is. You're really afraid of your game. You're killing your game, not people having to pay for trials. Like, <laughs> I'm. I'm going to get really passionate about this because I think this is a no-brainer slam dunk. Like, they're just worried. I, they're worried about making money, but they're not going to make money if they kill their game by making poor business decisions by giving away all this stuff for free. I'm pretty sure everybody who plays Trials buys stuff and plays the game religiously that they're already paying for stuff except obviously for the cheaters the cheaters are the ones that are just yeah loading the game up yeah. and playing but everybody who actually I plays the game from the eververse that i don't even put on my guns normally because <laughs> that's the I first thing i do cool. the first thing i do in a new expansion i go to the eververse storage <laughs> i take the credit card yeah. out and i just start buying crap it's like on heroin just... i'm addicted <laughs> yeah just give me that better dopamine. stuff bungee yeah but yeah just, so uh, we're all kind yeah. of in agreement then that it's yeah though if you thing. yeah if you look at the calendars from like previous seasons it's literally a copy and paste they just add the new stuff where the old stuff was and then just like ship it because they can't I, really it's like even with you buying beyond light the deluxe edition you're guaranteed the next like three seasons like that should be in itself adding on to trials if you don't buy the season you don't get to play trials like sorry to say but come on like you buy everything in the game why can't that be in it why can't that be added on just says, hey, this is endgame activity that you can actually do, but you have to pay, you know, what, five bucks, 15 at most for a season. And at this point, so they should be attacking cheating from every angle. It's not going to be a simple anti-cheat that fixes stuff. It needs to be like SMS verification. It needs to be behind a paywall. It needs to be a, like some form of anti-cheat. It needs to be a, a dedicated team of people that work on the anti-cheat and and rapid response and stuff like that it, it needs to be like it just needs to be more i just i mean like in addition to that happened. too like uh, this next season coming out the like one of the main pieces of pve content the new strike is going to free to play after a week of it being out 
Like, what? Seven, what is the yeah. incentive for a normal player to buy the season? Nothing. I mean, I, I Wait, think realistically, that's actually a good question. Like, quest. That's a good question. What is the incentive? I, I mean, like this season too. Like, why would you buy it? Yeah. Like Hawkmoon. Yeah. I mean, like if you like Hawkmoon, then <laughs> Maru and I are just like, yeah, I mean, if you like Hawkmoon, I mean, that's a pretty good FOMO. incentive. But like, all right, we get it, Coochies. You have a great Hawkmoon. All right, I don't need it. I don't need a reminder of it. <laughs> but, but here's the argument for that: he... they've already came out and said they don't like the idea of FOMO. So while we're paying for Hawkmoon now, people that didn't down the road, they're gonna put it in the game for free somewhere down the road. True. True. They have to. Which queen? I... Uh, it's just so yeah right back to what she said why am i paying for this stuff <laughs> yeah fell winters is coming is it fell winters coming out this season uh yeah yep from the kiosk why the then, fuck did i buy shadow key why did i oh my god <laughs> i'm bringing back Fel yo winters hang on wait i actually have a thing about that so tell me well, how i'm playing and i had a random guy come into my like he friended me and everything and he's coming at me that i'm using fell winters in comp because i love fell winters and it's my fit it's like my favorite shotgun in the game but i also transitioned it out with uh the seven serif but i was just using felwinters randomly and he's like oh i just wanted to friend you just to see how bad you're gonna be without it and i'm like dude it's got two more seasons you're gonna be waiting a little bit and it's coming out next season so if you want to use it you can use it so i don't understand your point here like people want to find it like an like an argument on like you using a certain weapon that is going to be given to you for free all you got to do is what get 240 spoilers of conquest they're just I, they're I locking it like they do spoil. with every exotic in that vault. It, it's it's only the raid exotics that you have to use spoils, so it's not even gonna be that. It's gonna be like uh, enhancement prisms or ascendant shards or something. See, even with that, they should lock it behind that. So you have to do something to get the gun, in my mm. own opinion. Because Fell Winters, even if it has a season left, I think it has a season left after this one. Yeah, I think it's season fourteen is done. They should lock it behind the spoils because that's a good currency that you have in the game to get these things. That most of the community can't get anymore because they didn't play d2 throughout its life cycle they're coming in now through beyond light seeing these weapons in their anarchy um xenophage they're seeing these and now doing the raids and getting the conquests getting weapon by weapon you should do that with the legendaries you're you're locking behind because in reality i know we all saw the grenade launcher that's coming out that's just mountaintop with a camo on it if it's a kinetic i can't wait oh my god <laughs> i have the time of my life i am baffled because there's more there's more free stuff than there is paid stuff in, in every calendar and every and we season. as a community have shown that we're willing to give them money like we're all here because we, we love like, the game we want to play the game, the game and we want it to when succeed they, when they came out with was it outbreak perfected or was it whisper where they came out and said the eververse funded this mission uh, i think that was, was outbreak was it outbreak? outbreak where is that why can't we do that? Why did we get away from that? Give us an, like, uh, there's certain things that they never put in the Eververse that I don't understand, like, that I think would sell a lot and, and and help them fund stuff. Like, Spare Rations Ornament never made a return. It was only available one time. There was no Mindbender skin. There's no Anarchy skin. There's no alternative for other, like, perennial weapons or armor, like... If you put it in the store, people that love the game are going to buy that stuff. And that's just more money in your pocket to do cool stuff with. I, I would hope that would be used to, you know, make the game better. But I just don't understand why they go away from that stuff. I don't think people are mad about the Eververse as long as it's being utilized for good things. 
Yeah, even if they were more transparent, like, I'm sure that there's things, like, even within Beyond Light that were funded by specifically Eververse, but even if they just said, okay, this is what Eververse allowed us to do, then it's gonna feel a lot better buying silver, for example, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it comes down to that issue of lack of transparency, whether it's anti-cheat, whether it's silver or Eververse, whether it's whatever, like, in every part of the game, we just need more transparency, whatever it is. So, and I mean, oh, go, go. no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I have a question for you guys. Kind of like a devil's advocate. On, oh, I no, you, I, I was basically done. Okay. Yeah. So do you think, and I don't agree with this, but I just want to kind of ask from the other side. So back in, you know, we're all gamers. We've been playing games for a long time. Do you think though, we've become spoiled with the fact that they've become so transparent and tell us about the game? Because we never used to have this back in the day. There wasn't really studios going around telling us like, hey, this is what we're working on. It was like, you got the game and that was it. I, I would mean, say yes. I, I was sense. like five years old. so. <laughs> but they came out and told us they wanted it this way. If if they never opened that door, then yeah, I would say a bunch of us are baby raging for no reason. But they literally came out and said, we want to be more transparent. We want to have a way open better more open dialogue with the community and it's great for like a week and and it's the same way with new seasons like a week ago everybody was burning down twitter then the new seasonal trials armor came out and everything's fine and then it'll be fine for like a week into the season and then people go back to being angry at the things they should be angry about but it's like being in a relationship they oh, say they're gonna well, change and, <laughs> and it's more the same but yeah to answer your question i don't think it makes us spoiled they wanted this. This is what they want. I think it's us holding them accountable to give us what they said that they wanted to do and follow through with it. So who here is excited about the uh, about next season? Like genuinely excited. I'm oh, raising yeah. an invisible hand. M uh, Matic, what what uh what are you excited about? Uh end game adapt PvE weapons and GM Lightfalls. I, I think is that. a good step in the right direction for the more hardcore player base. Um, I just, uh, you know, the other stuff, um, I mean, most of it's free to play. I'm not free to play. When I say the game going free to play is a bad thing, I meant more so in the sense that I feel like Bungie is giving away too much of their game for free and people don't really have a reason to buy it. I think you would be, I think free to play is a good thing. Uh, if it's executed correctly, because it's always a good thing to get more people into your door. But I think the free-to-play experience is not very good, and that's what a lot of people have said. It's very confusing, um, and it also clearly gives them a lot of stuff. They have access to Crucible, they have access to Trials, they have access to all the Strikes, they have access to Gambit. They get everything. They don't really don't have much reason to buy the game, which uh, isn't a problem for me personally as someone who pays for the game. I, I'm not looking at them and saying, oh, it's crap. They don't pay. Why do they get some? You know, I, I, What bugs me about it is that that's potential money that Bungie could be missing out on, which they could then used to make the game better. So, you know, that's the part of free to play that bugs me. Also, the, you know, the free to play, um, you know, driving their game development decisions so significantly is also a problem. I think a very, very minimal free to play experience that was well crafted, a couple of quest lines, they have access to the patrol zones, can't do strikes, can't do crucible. Um, you know, maybe a specific quick playlist that is free to play only um so that if people are making free-to-play cheater accounts then they're all huddled up in there although that's bad for free-to-play players that 
you know, go in and only see a bunch of cheaters, definitely not going to make them want to buy the game. So I see the issue with that. But um, I'm, you know, not personally someone that's, you know, super upset with a lot of things being free just because it's, you know, I'm not sitting over here saying I paid for them. I want them to cost money. I'm upset about them being free because uh, I I think Bungie's missing out on a lot of, and the, they make the bulk of their money on Eververse now anyway. And so I, I don't necessarily see someone, you know, I think someone's more inclined to stick with the game and buy more Eververse items if they buy the game than if they get more stuff for free that they could spend more time on the game playing for free. I, I think they're more inclined to be invested in putting their money into a game that they've already bought. That's just me personally, though. There's I very no rarely spend money. Like pay for the game. Yeah. It's just... I, I don't know. I, I very rarely spend money on free games. But then if I buy a game, I feel like I'm more invested in the game and I you know, I don't mind buying a cosmetic here or there. Yeah. Uh Absol, what are you what are you looking forward to in the new season? Fog. Hundred percent. We don't I'm even know if we're getting that though, right? We're not no, we're not getting Vault of Glass next season. Oh, dead oh the nothing. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, <laughs> I'm it's, trials, they, it's trials. It's trials. I'm sometime really time twenty twenty one. I didn't think it was gonna uh, be like first. I think quarter. like the one thing I'm looking forward to this year is Vault of Glass and its whole thing. But this season alone is trials. It is hundred percent trials. The armor looks awesome. The web the hand cannon and the post rifle, I'm looking forward to testing and seeing what it can do. The ship, the sparrow, and and the ghost, they look really nice. The ship is a new one because we had a sparrow on a ghost show last season. Uh last like for a while now. I think it's like for me as like because I mainly have now transitioned out of PvE and I meant to PvP and I owned more of my like competitive aspect that I love it is that PvP brought me to meet a lot of other content creators and that trials also made me meet a lot of other people and that's what i'm looking forward to this season is trials hardcore 100%. what about you i'm looking forward to the first three weeks of trials and then after that just uh farming for uh, an adept palindrome to play a game mode that i probably won't enjoy cheese um so i guess two facets of this um i Right now, this season's sandbox, despite I, that how I know that a lot of people don't like it, and how, in general, um, it has its flaws 100%, has been one of my favorite sandbox in like two years. Um, and well, that being said, I'm not a behemoth crutch. I can, I can be, for the record, but I've been playing a lot of Sentinel. Um, I think this season, uh, this season's sandbox in general has had a lot of depth in terms of making the light classes more viable because of the darkness subclasses are so strong. Um, I've seen an emergence in Arc Staff being very strong against Behemoth, against Revenant, um, whether it's middle tree or bottom tree, depending on which one you're playing against. Things like Sentinel are a lot more valuable this season than they were last season. And in general, a lot of classes that I like to play are a lot more niche, a lot more fun, harder to use, which I enjoy. Last season, I think the biggest thing that plagued the game was that the best things in the game are often the easiest things to use. And that's kind of what I like about this, even though there are some things within the game that are super easy and super strong. The things that I like to use are harder to use, but they are equally strong if I use them effectively. And moving into um, Season 13, Bungie is essentially just giving me more incentive to play uh rumble which is one of my favorite playlists in the entire game 
um, besides trials, um, and play sixes, right, with those new ritual weapons. Um, and there's two instances within the trailer. One of the ritual weapons is a reissued Retro Futurist, which, if it has Quick Draw, oh my god, replacement for 7th Seraph, I will be very happy. Um, but even just having an energy shotgun to grind for within PvP, seeing that 7th Seraph is going away, and uh, Felwinters is going away, um, I think that having an energy shotgun within strikes and one within pvp is a very good thing just because what that implies is that yes if you play pvp pve rather and you want to go into pvp you can get a xeno class and you can just carry that into you to pvp but if retro futurist says quick draw then you're going to get the better shotgun from playing pvp and playing it over and over again which i think is good for the overall health of the game in addition i think with the kind of the weapons that are getting sunset within this season and the next season things like felwinter is going away means that the only aggressive shotguns are in the kinetic slot which means that if you want to use a better special weapon you automatically have to use a weaker primary and vice versa so it makes those those choices on using Hawkmoon, using the true prophecy um using a felwinter or an astral horizon makes those a lot more like a lot bigger of a choice about who what you value as a player and it kind of defines your play style more um, so I think in general, the direction in terms of sunsetting and what it's going to allow within the PvP endgame, in addition to the more quality of life adjustments to the core playlist, has me really excited. Um, in addition, Palindrome, I think, assuming that it pans out similar to D1 Palindrome, is going to be the 140 savior, in the sense that there's kind of three archetypes of 140s. There's low range, high aim assist, uh, mid aim assist, uh, medium range, and then high aim assist, um, High, or no, low aim assist, high range, which is Ostringer. And if Palindrome is that, then it's going to be one of the only 140s in the game that can compete with 120s, which I am very excited for, because fuck 120 gang. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, do we know if, if, uh, Iron Banner is getting anything now? No. They didn't. We I assume, I, there we... was an auto rifle. There's, um, there's something in the trailer, um, which I assume is a reissue. It could be. But still, still more of the same though. So probably more just of the like same. A, a new weapon, and that's it. Yep. I feel like Iron Banner's been one of like the the mode that's been super neglected. Obviously, PvP in whole has been really neglected, but Iron Banner is just like, what's the point anymore? It doesn't have that special feel. Like I remember when Iron Banner was first coming out, like everybody was, it was the event to to be in, and now it's just when it comes around, it's just like, yeah, maybe I'll play, maybe I won't, and then you just go about your day. I just I miss how Iron Banner was so different weapon wise skin wise and just like look wise you look different than anything else in the game i miss that feeling that you're an iron lord so why not look it and this like i, I like iron banner because of like the lore and everything but it's really like straight away from like that core like you're this like viking-esque type warrior that is fought in battles that no man could ever comprehend and yet you look like you came out of like the knights of old from like medieval times like <laughs> i just want i want iron banner to be a representation of like cosmetically pleasing weapon weapons i mean i don't remember anything from like iron banner that weapon wise was really good back in the day but like the weapons now hmm? sturm the sturm was arm. yeah yeah that was iron wreath in d1 i think is what it was called yes the was iron that, was dragon that as well hmm 
Clever Dragon as well from Destiny uh, One was the yeah. pulse rifle. Oh, Winter's Lie. Exceptional in year three. Go with his Lie B1, you know. Effort Spear, Banal's Peril. Um, Effort Yeah, no, Effort Yeah, this is like, see, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing these Destiny, weapons though. that like make it as yeah. its own thing. Because Trials has its own thing, so why can't Iron Banner just has its own thing, but, you know, as its representation? I feel like any reskin of Iron Banner armor is going to be eh, but that's just me. Unless like, they completely, unless they completely have not said anything and just like, here's Iron Banner, and they show like me as a wolf, they show like a hunter as like a dragon, or they show like a warlock like floating as like a Viking. I don't know, something out of the dark. Pulled the like, rabbit out of the hat. Deep Stone Crypt weapons are fantastic, and even Trials weapons to an extent. Like if you think about the season that Trials came out, you have a 55 RPM shotgun with quick draw in the kinetic slot, which we hadn't had like ever in Destiny 2. We had a 600 RPM auto rifle, which was arguably the most dominant archetype at the time. 90 RPM sniper with Vorpal weapon, which, right? All, all of the weapons within Trials, even to this day, still kind of maintain that endgame status within PvP. Deepstone Crypt does the same thing with PvP, or PvE rather. Having the slug shotgun, that's fantastic. And um, the sniper as well. There's, uh, there's things within both sides of the endgame that have value and then in gms you have your way to get exotics for the endgame but the thing is iron banner is kind of like the gms of pvp and it has a jack shit literally it like hasn't had stuff forever exactly no, it hasn't like I, steady hand is only good because they took out they took out true prophecy like that's the only reason people <laughs> want it that's the only other way to get a 120 that's not sunset unless you got lucky enough to get a criminal's dagger that accidentally dropped before they patched that as well. There's just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like Bungie is missing iconic weapons on well, some fronts. I with, guess with that comment, hardcore. There's a question in chat, and we'll, we'll go around so everybody can answer. Uh, hardcore, we'll start with you. Uh, if you could have one legendary and one exotic come back from D1, what would it be? Weapon or armor? I'll I'll start actually real quick. And mine's not gonna be long. I would love to have touch of malice back because i just thought that was a really badass weapon i know yeah, it's simply like, you know really for yeah more for the raid but i i it was just a unique weapon to me uh so i would love to see that one come back but hardcore if you want to if you want to take that this is actually easy i don't even have to think too hard um i might get some hate for this one for legendary defiance of yasmin i like uh the open scope that it provided and that I was like the, the that was a sniper right the from uh um, king's fall sniper king's fall, yeah king's fall mm -hmm. sniper loved all of them and then for the exotics it'd be a tie between twilight garrison or bones of ao movement is the last skill gap left the destiny that bungie hasn't really crippled so just I'd give us both please <laughs> i just i just like to see more of that you know i'm tired of cheese shitting on me because i like icarus dash <laughs> i'd love for him to have you know something that's not completely broken titan behemoth and uh you know hunters <laughs> get crapped on all the time so Somewhere uh, Sep's crying, and uh, it'd be nice <laughs> if he could get Bones of Ao. He deserves it, though. He deserves it. Um, 100%. <laughs> uh, Cheese, what about you? Um, okay. Well, I, I think you already know the exotic, the armor exotic. Here we um, go. We've, we've been over that. The good, the good old Gary. Um, but weapon-wise, uh, definitely Party Crasher plus one. Um, if you oh, don't uh, know about Party Crasher, oh. Party Crasher is the only shotgun in its archetype ever. It is not a Felwinters, it is not a Matador, which a lot of people forget, but it is not a 65 RPM, it is not a 55 RPM, it's a 60. Um, 
And that is my favorite weapon from legendary weapon from Destiny of all time. Um, and I just think it lends itself directly to my playstyle and how I remember enjoying Bubble Titan in Destiny 1 because um, I had a perk called Replenish on it, which if you don't remember, it is a very forgettable perk. Um, whenever you pop your super, it refills your mag. So I'd pop a bubble. I would get five special bricks in a world where you don't get special on every until every three minutes every single game. And then I have an entire mag of special and I have weapons of light or blessing of light. And I have Twilight Garrison and I can Titan Skate and I have Hawkmoon and then it's very fun. I don't know. That gun just in general holds a special place in my heart because you can't use it like a 55 RPM shotgun. You can't use it like a 65. It's there is no shotgun that is like Party Crasher Plus One in playstyle, in terms of stats, in terms of literally everything except that gun. That and, reminds me I of mean, the, uh, the uh, Universal Remote Twilight Garrison meta that oh, happened I for don't, a Please, bit. I don't want to remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Those are the good old days. Um, Absol, what about you? I think I, I agree with Hardcore Armor. Armor-wise, exotic, I want Twilight Garrison back because I want, I want the movement. That I could have on a Titan that I know I can have with a Titan without having Doom Archers be the only thing I could use for movement. And I think for weapon, I would say legendary. <clears throat> I want Matador. I'm all about being in your face. I'm all about just like putting a, a full on barrel in your mouth and blowing your head off, running at you with that thing. That thing was a truck. You want to talk about Fell Winters now? <laughs> Matador back there was just like, yo, hold this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just uh, that's just a gun that will always live and resonate like pure tank like pure just like ape in my head that gun but yeah no while garrison armor piece and just matador that's gotcha. all i need uh mac um i'm sick of them bringing stuff from d1 into d2 when they already have so many things in d2 that just are, are not good in the sandbox if i have to pick some i i wouldn't want direct copies but um Something like the X Machina Sniper from Wrath of the Machine, I thought was very enjoyable to use in PVE. It just it all around felt good for, you know, boss damage. It felt decent for taking out majors. Um, the reload speed was quick and specific situations, which I liked. It sounded fun. Um, and then if I had to pick an exotic, I would like something kind of like the Tlaloc, uh, which was the Warlock specific exotic that gave you a whole array of stat boosts when your super was full which synchronized really well with sunsinger because obviously you weren't using sunsinger um unless you died so you were holding your super uh, for quite a long time um but i just i i really want to stop seeing them bring things you know from d1 back into d2 i'm i'm, I'm might be unpopular in this opinion but i'm i don't want to see any more exotics come through to d2 uh especially in the form of armor you know weapons i'm a little more um okay with because um they're typically genuinely new things you know things like anarchy i think are fantastic things to bring into the game um i think uh you know something like eyes of tomorrow is an example of something that's not super like exciting I mean, there's stuff like that's already like that in there and it really doesn't find itself in the meta anywhere although it might next season with the rocket launcher buff coming and the sword nerf uh coming as well but um, especially for exotic armor, I'm sick of them bringing a ton of stuff in the game when I would say at least 80% of the exotic armor pieces don't even get equipped. I would much rather them focus on those and find them to have relevancy in the game somewhere before they keep bringing more stuff over. I like that. Um, what do you guys feel about the uh, 
the whole uh, mouse and keyboard nerf that's kind of coming with the recoil. Oh, I don't care at all. I, I thought about it more, and I don't think 20% is as big as people make it out to be. Especially how easy it is, like the hitboxes in this game. It's like, mm -hmm. it's really yeah. just gonna, it's on the lower skill players, you're already not hitting enough shots where it doesn't matter. On the higher skill players, you're already good enough at aiming, which I know Destiny aiming lol. But um, <laughs> you're at, at, for Destiny aiming, you're already good enough that it doesn't matter. It's only going to be that middle skill <sighs> gap, which is very, it's not a majority of players at all. It's very small, small part of the player base that's actually going to get significantly affected by this change. I think it's one of those things that on paper you read it and you're like, what the hell? Why are you targeting my input device? Especially in a world where arguably you hear a lot about aim assist on controllers, specifically with snipers and uh, PvP. And, you know, you can read something like that and feel like you're getting targeted when you shouldn't get targeted. But when you really look at the numbers around all of it, it's really like cool she just said it's not significant enough to really make an impactful difference so I, I think it's one of those things that at a surface level you kind of read and you're like why why the hell are they coming after me why the hell are they coming after mouse and keyboard but i i think very very few people are going to notice a difference in gameplay yeah it's like if this game was like supposed to be a competitive experience then it, w it would be weird like it's just like tightening the skill gap right but it's first of all destiny isn't a competitive experience we play destiny because it is fun it feels good and part of the game feeling good is that guns aren't like counter-strike you don't have to be entirely precise it's just a fun game to play and that's why i at least why i play destiny if i want a competitive experience i'll play valorant i'll play even apex with battle royale whatever but i don't play destiny for a competitive experience and so if this allows more people to have fun in the game then i'm all for it personally and yeah, that, that's kind of just what I think about it. Like, it, it's not going to affect me majorly, so I don't care. Yeah, I feel what's like interesting uh... about... Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. What's interesting about it for me, like, when I read that, uh, the, what, the first thing that actually came to my mind is it didn't really say anything to me about, like, as a mouse and keyboard player getting significantly affected. When I read that, the first thing I think of is Bungie has absolutely no intention to have an opt-out for crossplay in PvP. That's the first yeah. thing that pops up to me is that you, we are it's it's one PVP matchmaking uh, environment, which I uh, you know, cheaters. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be not fun for consoles to literally not have an escape away from cheaters. Um, but there's no shot that happens, right? Oh no! I, it's it's gonna happen. It, I have one hundred percent. It's gonna happen. Like, what do you mean? It's good. No, what, what I mean is, is there's no shot. There's no opt out, right? Or opt in or opt out. Like, you realize what level of burning down the forums and Twitter and Reddit that'll impose. I think. I, oh, think I understand what you're asking. Yeah. There, there will not be an opt out. Then everyone everyone is playing together whether they like it or not whether they're they playing solo otherwise whether they're playing solo whether they're playing uh with a fire team if they're all xbox friends you're matching pc players how do we know that's a fact right now though had they said that no no, no but, but i, I think mean, like even if you look at matchmaking like matchmaking when skill-based matchmaking happens like realistically is it an accurate representation of skill is it an accurate representation of connection and connection based playlists the way i understand bungie matchmaking right now is they put the six players that are queuing at the same time into the same playlist which is even in comp which is supposed to be a competitive experience you have the fucking guy who's going to drop 50 kills and you have the guy who's going to drop five and so i think the amount of work it would take for them to separate those groups i think they're literally putting it in 
just because the amount of time it would take for them to separate the playlist from like different consoles would be worth more effort than it is and then it's actually worth like in terms of the the forums and whatnot so then do we think bungie's actually five heading this and ignoring an anti-cheat altogether and making sure crossplay launches flawlessly that with would... the mindset that i mean don't uh, say i said that but yes <laughs> A larger population <laughs> means less issue for cheaters, which is only true if the game is fun to play and rewarding, and only and that's only true right now for the first couple weeks of a season. So yes. inherently, you're back at square one, which is where we're at right now, where every other game is Harry Potter. <laughs> so you think this is a cover up in a sense? It's a band aid. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, like a big, it's like a big they're trying to do scar that they're trying to just put a the, tiny band aid on. I don't know if that's the reason that they're doing crossplay. I mean, Bungie has always been a company that wants everyone to play together. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if they're pushing off an anti cheat because they're hoping that this will remedy some of the issues. I think it will remedy some of the issues, of course. But I mean, I, I think it's really difficult to speculate about what's going on internally, um, especially when it comes to anti-cheat, which is something that has been very hazy and something that they told us would be very hazy from the start anyway, which I thought was ridiculous anyway, but can I beside, beside the point. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So did you guys read the lawsuit that was filed? The Gator Cheats, the newest one? Yeah. yeah. Did you? Okay, so in there, they, they mentioned that... Uh, who who's the other company? What's the other company? I'm drawing a blank. Starts with an R, right? Yeah, it's so an Valorant. R. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Riot. 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 Yeah, Riot, yeah, Riot. said everybody yeah. that installs our game installs an anti-cheat. Yeah. And Bungie doubled down and turned around and said, "Hey, that's weird. Everybody that plays Destiny 2 has to install an anti-cheat." What? Somebody explain that to me. Bungie said that. There's someone within Bungie. I think it's the Joe Blackburn guy has experience and has connections within Riot. Um, he he worked at Riot for a year. Like he went from Bungie to Riot to work on a project, and then he came back to Bungie. So he has connections. But aren't they lying? Isn't that a lie? I like, I don't know. It could be because then it could be like a yes or no. They could. There may as well be something like that in Destiny, where if you download it off Rip, you are downloading something that is in the game that's an anti cheat. Now it could not. It's not perfect, nor is it working, but it's something that is in the wire in the code somewhere in the game files that is there i don't think Mungie would just it's i don't think Mungie file would file just la labeled anti-cheat there's nothing <laughs> it's a it's a photo of the keck w guy just in the game files that's all it is it. i mean we know it. that we know that if you like respawn a certain amount of times that uh you get error coded right it yeah. is a thing so there, there's something there i think it just is you know the most bare bones thing that it could possibly be because clearly it's not detecting people that are shooting infinite rockets it's not detecting people that are teleporting it's not detecting you know so i mean you know it, when you say there's an anti-cheat in the game you know you're not saying that you have an effective anti-cheat in the game you're not saying it's That's good true. you're not saying it's covering a lot of cases you're just saying that there's something in there that to some degree stops certain cheats and we have seen that so you know i don't think they're necessarily lying when they say you know there's an anti-cheat in the game i just think they're being very clever with their wording they're saying oh, oh it's there you know <laughs> but that's yeah i think like Bungie was... yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it like that when i initially read it i was like there's no shot somebody in legal at bungee was like yeah ship it this looks good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they would say they had an anti-cheat in the game if they legitimately had absolutely nothing that was stopping people from cheating. 
I mean, they do have the, I think they do have the uh, the photo of the Keg W guy in there. So let's just keep that on record. You know, <laughs> they do have it in the file. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I don't think they would literally go behind Riot and say, yeah, we have this in the game also, like you have in Valorant, if there wasn't something in there. Because then not. lying to the... Lying to the majority of the player base is the last thing they need. Yeah, right. It's um anti-cheat. I watched a video about it, and it's it's pretty pretty like the the way they have their servers set up for lag and anti-cheat and everything is really what Bungie <laughs> should have for Destiny, but probably will never be a thing unless they it's get invasive. Up. Yeah, it yeah, it's basic. So Cosmo tweeted an hour ago that they missed something in the TWAB, but apparently adept weapon mods will also drop from the Grandmaster Nightfalls. So everything that was included in trials going flawless will apparently be in accessible from Grandmaster uh, Nightmare. So in that in that case, there's really no. I and no, there's a, there's a point to go flawless. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, excited about that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Matt, Maddox is you, Maddox Max, is in but... that player base that he can do it now and get the adept mods without going into trials. It's just like. Most of us here can go into flawless, go flawless and get the adept mod itself. But it's going to be as efficient as hopping in Max Fire Team and farming Grandmaster Nightmare or Nightmare. Oh, exactly. Nightmare Nothing will be efficient than that. Well, I mean, you kind of need adept. You kind of need adept mods to be in Nightfalls now, since there's adept weapons in Nightfalls. I think oh, they're going to be different. No, it, it, no, it's the same one. It's the same one. She's exactly okay. That's weird. Scuffed. So, I thought that the way I thought I about it was, you know, you know how there's going to be like. Um, range or right now there's like adept like just stats and then there's for like things that might matter more within pvp um i, w I was under the assumption that there's going to be like within those there'd be like adept minor spec adept major spec surrounded spec rampage spec that type of thing but has it been like think... actually confirmed that it's like with the mods? I don't think that, even if it is i don't think it's necessarily a problem that they uh share a loot pool for mods because you still have something that's trial specific and the weapons and the armor and you have something that's gm specific and the high exotic drop rate chance as well as the weapons that are coming specifically to grandmaster um the only so, the issue i have with that though is that like out of all of the weapons the most appealing weapon is probably still going to be palindrome yeah well, yeah and so. the other issue is the it circumvents trials essentially like i agree that they should exist in a pve setting as well but my argument is still if i want an adept mod of some sorts why am i going to struggle bust through cheaters of osiris when i can just get a competent squad and go farm grandmaster nightfalls over and over again well, Cyan's I mean, rampart. Cyan's rampart. i mean for some people i mean i mean some people think would have an easier time going flawless than they would doing a gm though but then, then you didn't have to just, at sep like that on that's just the like, podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> nah, you just, you just, I'm sorry. You know, so, I mean, some people like, and you know, some people even even if you can do both very easily, some people don't want to do GM. Some people don't enjoy them. And I mean, I've you know, I've never actually done a GM before. Stop it. Yeah, I've never, I've never done a GM. <laughs> have you met my buddy above? <laughs> I think there's like, I, I think they're super fun, but like, plenty of people really do not enjoy them. You know. Yep. Just like I think trials are super fun, and I know that it, I'm probably the only person who thinks that. You're not. I mean, I'm addicted to it. I just. <laughs> I, think there's like I just want start... it to be better. Is all. Like I'm tired of just being like, oh, gee, Willikers, I'm gonna get on and get bent over by cheaters. Like I want to be excited to play the game mode again. <laughs> oh no, I kind of like matching cheaters a little bit. Stop it! You're literally go 
talk to somebody. Get help. Not <laughs> yeah. have the, the, it's so funny. She's the I one person on that won't do it. I just don't put on three Titans, I can't do anything. It's so I like funny. Them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It feels fun, but it's, it's like... It's tough for me to... I mean, clearly there's a bias in the Adept mods being in the GM pool because naturally... um. I mean, you know, as I, I, I do Grandmaster Nightfall carries, that's what my content is. That's how my stream grows. That's how more people get in my stream because more people want to do GMs. They want help. So, I mean, naturally, I'm going to love changes that give more people more reasons to do things like GMs. But trying to come from an unbiased standpoint as much as humanly possible, I understand the need to have adept mods in all of the areas in which you can acquire adept weapons. What if they just split it right down the middle? What if, like, you needed to do Grandmaster Nightfalls to get the weapons, but then you had to go into Trials to get mods? No, no, no. Big brain. Big brain time. Oh. You do, so there's general adept mods, right? And you get yeah. general adept mods from, like, I mean, I guess you do it from the quote-unquote more casual parts of PvP and PvE endgame. So let's say your general one's, like, plus 10 range. You get that from raids, which I know it's kind of weird saying that's more casual, but raids and Iron Banner, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get your more specified ones from like the true endgame, which is GMs and trials. So for example, maybe the the perk celerity is an adept mod that you specifically get from trials. And like for GMs, you specifically can get like whenever you stun a champion, blah blah, blah whatever the fuck. Or you could have an adept or you could have an adept Icarus script that's specific to trials or something like that. True. Or, true. Yeah, I, I I think I think that's perfectly reasonable. I and think, it's not gonna uh, happen, but we can wish. Just give <laughs> right. incentive to play both respectively. I I I totally agree with you though, Mac. I think they should exist in both. Well, to a certain degree, though, I think things that are very useful in both sides of the game, I think, should be available in both sides of the game. Yeah. I think things that are very useful in PvP, I think it's okay to have those only be available at a trials fall in this chest. Yeah, but. I think putting in something that could be very useful in PvP and PvE, I think it's unreasonable to force players to um, play PvP to acquire that when there is a home for that mod to live in in a PvE playlist. True, true, true. So I want to, because obviously we've been talking about you know anti-cheat in, in the game, uh, but I want to kind of start going into the topic of being a streamer and being a content creator who is in the destiny community or might have the primary focus uh, as a destiny streamer so if you guys kind of want to talk about your experiences in you know being a destiny content creator and how that you go about your streams and your content with that game with the issues that it does have and anybody can start with this um i i guess i can start um so I think one of the biggest issues with streaming and keeping Destiny as a main game is the amount of issues that people are upset about. Um, because since a lot of people, I guess in general, aren't very good at kind of channeling those frustrations, the second they come against something or someone or something they don't like, they'll automatically channel those frustrations into that. So as myself, um, as a Titan player, I don't think there's ever been a time in Destiny history where people have said, wow, Titan's such a fun class to play against. Um, I, throughout, ever since D1, when I started playing this game, I have, whether it's DMs, whether it's, I mean, the occasional Twitch chat comments, Twitter replies, um, talking to my mods, even DMs to my mods saying why I'm a horrible person, um, or just 
like people bombarding my Discord, uh, my Twitch chat with racial slurs, doxing, etc. There's been a lot of situations just because I play the Titan class that people go out of their way to hate on me, A, as a person, a content creator, or just as a player, right? And um, I am on a break right now, and this is kind of part of it. And one of the biggest cha challenges for me is that I love Destiny. I love playing Destiny. I love my community. But the thing is, it's so hard to focus on when there's so many people that are so angry about every part of this game that they take it out on people that enjoy the parts of the game. I've always been someone that says, okay, I completely understand why you don't like Stasis, for example, right? And that's okay. I, I completely think that if a majority of players don't like it, let's change it. I would much rather your experience be great. But the thing is, I'm also not going to attack you, go out of my way to harass you, both DMs, your like even my family to an extent. Um, it's, it's been tough. I'm going to be like quite honest. I, I love destiny. I love this game, but the community is the leading factor that makes this thing hard to do, whether it's streaming, whether it's just continue playing, um, or even just like doing, like just being a person individual in this community is hard because of how angry and passionate people are. Passion isn't necessarily a bad thing, but people channel that passion, that anger so poorly, they end up hurting the people that are still on their side. The thing is, we all play Destiny. Whether or not you absolutely love the experience like me, or like Hardcore, who's a little bit of a masochist, you don't like it, we're on the same side no matter what, right? And I think a lot of people forget that, and for me, my biggest goal through streaming has been to try to bridge the gap, but that's also been the thing that's kind of led to me, like, not, like, I care too much about what those people say. I try whenever someone says, like, let's say, uh, dude, you, 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 you like stasis, for example? You, dude, you're such scum. And then they go to my DMs, they go to my mods DMs. People have actually, like, contacted my parents, which I'm, I'm 18 for the record. So when I was younger, they've contacted my parents, which is fucking weird as hell just because of an opinion in a video game. But just because when you're trying to bridge the gap, when you're trying to make something good out of a game that you are passionate about, the amount of passion that people have and channel very badly um, definitely hurts. Um, it hurts as a creator, it hurts as a person, makes me not want to play the thing I love, and overall is... Um, I don't know, it makes me lose faith in the game because of the people who play it. Um, at this point, I, for the record, I think I enjoy Destiny, and I'm going to play Destiny as long as I enjoy it. But I'm stepping back from Trials carries. I don't like it when people... Ex I'm, I, it's my job to carry people, not to create content, not to have a good time with the game. If I'm losing a carry, I'm losing viewers. People say I'm a fucking dumbass. I suck. Whatever. People say I'm a shitty human being because I, I say we have to reset or whatever. And the people in general are pushing me away from this game. And I think that's a primary reason why this game doesn't necessarily have a bright future. Or, and why Bungie isn't doing a great job. How is Bungie supposed to do a good job when there's 18 people yelling at them with racial slurs, whatever, and saying the exact opposite things every single fucking day? Yes, there's definitely obvious solutions that Bungie can do well, but there's so many people harassing them that are bombarding that. The same for every person that is just saying three peaking is bad, cheating is bad. There's someone harassing the developers, their families, their personal lives, and going at them every single day. And that's, once again, that's to me as a content creator. That's to an everyday player that just enjoys using, I don't know, a bow. That's to the developers of the game. And it's just, 
it's so unsustainable to the point where, yes, I am seriously considering quitting this game that I love so much, the most fun I've had in a game ever, because I can't feasibly, like, my mental health cannot sustain playing this game anymore because of the people who play it. And that's been the biggest challenge for me personally. Well, that's definitely, that's definitely a lot. And geez, I want to, you know, kind of give you a shout out and thank you for, for sharing all that. Cause since quarantine, since like the whole pandemic started and probably even before that, it seems like as time progresses, it just seems to get worse and worse. Now the Destiny community is an amazing place. Uh, we've done amazing things, you know, with St. Jude's and, uh, charities and the things that we do together but on the flip side there is a uh, you know the the dark web of it and it does get very very toxic and very uh mentally exhausting and you know this i don't think there's a day i can go on twitter where i don't see somebody saying yeah i'm uninstalling or yeah i'm quitting or yeah i need to take a break because it just takes out a lot from you as a person uh not even just as a streamer and content creator but just as a person like being attacked over a game it's I don't understand it. I don't get why people feel the need to do that. You know, obviously it's probably something that they don't love themselves or they don't enjoy their own lives. Um, but it is it is ridiculous. And for it's hard for, you know, Cosmo and uh, and DMG to even do their jobs when, like you said, they'll, they'll put out a tweet of something unrelated, you know, talking about mm -hmm. something else. And you look at the comments and everybody's just talking about three peaking or cheaters and calling them out. Well, and I mean, even even regardless, I think that a common sentiment um, that a lot of people think is like the Destiny, a lot of people when they think about Destiny, or Destiny players in and of themselves say that we play that. There's a lot of people who have said and still say we play Destiny because this community is fantastic. And as much as I thought that I believe that was true, I think at this point, as much as I love the people who I'm close with within this community, with even within like my wider circle, I think the more I've played this game and the more I realized kind of where this community is as a whole, there's a majority, I, I, whereas I thought at one point a majority of the people are great, I honestly think at this point, and I think even ever since Destiny 1, a majority of people within this gaming community, whether or not it's Destiny or Twitch or whatever, I think there's a majority of assholes. And whether or not to what degree they are, the thing is people are inherently out to get you no matter what. And whether the people are looking to get angry in any way. Yeah. And that is a majority of people that I've I've noticed from my experience. And that hasn't changed since whenever I was like, I've been streaming for a, just about 10 years now. And even when I was averaging zero viewers, I was like, it was still happening. It's not like something that is a developed with cloud or whatever the fuck. It's all the community development managers have always been harassed. The Destiny community has always been super toxic towards individuals that voice different opinions. You think you, Cammy Cakes, you think Drewski, you think True Vanguard. People in general, in this community as a whole, I feel like a majority of people are dickheads. And there is some great positive people here within this community as well. And the thing is, communities have been developed in order to promote more positivity in order to make that and i think of things like garrison with mac i think of talent show i think of like a large there are a lot of communities within here that have kind of focused those good people but i think a lot of people forget the amount of bad people that are here every single day which i mean it could be confirmation bias 100 but from my experience in this game and just i guess just playing and 
just trying to have fun, a majority of people I've encountered have been not great. Whether or not it's people who I thought at one point were good people, but kind of turned out to be worse. Like if you, and, and that's another thing. You think about how many people in the past year have been quote unquote exposed, like prominent Destiny community members who have been raised on this pedestal for being so positive, and then they did something horrible. They've said some slurs. They've whatever it is. It, I just very hard for me to have any hope. I guess. That's, I, I don't, I, where I'm at right now, I don't believe that the Destiny community is a great group, is a great place. And I can't, I can't fault you for that, because everything you said, you see every day, pretty much on Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, you see the meme going around all the time where, uh, you know, zero days between, the, from the last Destiny drama. <laughs> That's just the <laughs> thing now. And it's unfortunate. Um... Hardcore, what about you? How you how do you kind of deal with the the drip feed of content? You know the burnout, the Destiny drama. I know, I know. You, obviously, you said you've kind of been going out a little bit doing Sea of Thieves and and Tarkov, but I know a lot of people do know you from being obviously in the in the Destiny community. So like, I always used to be afraid like numbers, man. Like I think at the end of the day, you know, I stream because I I enjoy my my community i enjoy meeting new people i enjoy hanging out and uh you know getting partnered was always on that roadmap of things that i wanted to obtain from streaming um and i guess you know as i kind of got older and streamed longer i kind of thought about it as like a let's say i never get partnered well like does that mean i'm a bad streamer does that no like in my mind no like getting a check mark doesn't define me in any way so when i started having that mindset uh i started like I, I can't force myself to play destiny if i'm not having a good time and if you've been streaming for a long time or, or you just ha have that kind of awareness you kind of know when chat's vibing and you're vibing and when things aren't good you can kind of tell so if i'm not feeling like streaming destiny and stuff like that it used to be so hard i just wouldn't stream and, you know, I hated that. I hated just not hanging out with the community and stuff like that. And so finally, I kind of just developed this mentality that, like, you know, I'm going to stream Tarkov or or Call of Duty or Sea of Thieves. I'm going to stream whatever I want. And if people want to come hang out and, and chat it up, then cool. If not, you know, that's fine, too. Um, and ever since that mentality, I've just been having you know, a whole lot more fun and the burnout hasn't been as apparent. I mean, I took a year off of streaming where like, I just didn't even want to be in front of the camera. I just, that was when I was struggling with that whole, like, I'm failing. I'm not, I'm not getting partnered. I'm, I'm a shit streamer and stuff like that. And like, I just took that year off to just game offline. And I realized how much I actually missed being in front of the camera and hanging out with the community. And it didn't really matter what we were doing. So quality over quantity has always been my you know mindset for it if you don't feel like going live you're not in the right mindset you're not going to be erased from the internet if you take a day or two off mental health is super important and you know, we were kind of talking i was kind of talking to cheese briefly before we actually went like you know live live uh, i i lurked in his streams i like his personality i like him as a person he's great at the video game i don't ever think i've ever had a thought where 
I've been like, cheese plays Titan. Ugh. Like, that's such a tiny dick thing to have. Like, I, I truly believe that you're a good content creator, and I hope, you know, someday you feel better about it. You're you're in a better place, and you come back to streaming, and, um, you know, I yeah, just I think mean, people need to realize that, you know, take it one day at a time. You don't need to be live 24-7, 365. Like, the internet's going to be there. Your homies are going to be there. You know, people don't want to watch you be a curmudgeon live on the internet. They really don't. They 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 go to their nine to fives. They do their jobs and stuff like that. They don't want to come home and see you be a, a shithead about how, you know, pissed off a game makes you or how bad the game is. They want to see you having fun and dancing around and in my case, dancing around, wearing a sombrero, having some bourbon and having a good time, man. Like, I think that's how you know you have a great community that if they come in, and they watch you no matter what you're playing. Like they're there for the streamer, not the game. Because I think you see that. That's the uh, the problem that a lot of streamers in the Destiny community particularly have. Is that if they're not doing trials. Or if they're not doing recubs or help. Then their viewership kind of plummets. Yeah, and I think that's 100%. the reason why it's, it's, it's hard for them to kind of move on. Or not stream Destiny. And I, I can tell you. So the evolution of my streaming career has kind of changed. I started off as a dedicated service streamer. All I wanted to do was play trials Friday. I got home from work. I played trials till Sunday night, woke up, went to work Monday, came home and played more trials and you know, numbers dipped during the week when trials wasn't around and I kind of got through it. But then like eventually grandmaster nightmares or night, I, bro, my brain grandmaster nightfalls came around low guardian challenges and stuff like that now i i identify as more of a p as a destiny content creator like i love destiny for all facets of the game and even more so like when you develop that personality when you are the brand it's not the game mode or your skill that defines you necessarily you start to develop that community that literally will just come watch you paint a wall and that is irreplaceable that is what counteracts the burnout and stuff like that knowing that you can literally go play whatever you want or do whatever you want and that community is going to be there like i i've not going off strictly num numbers or anything like that but some of my better streams in 2020 were me just memeing around running stacked in trials and having a good time and uh to me that's when it really clicked where i was like i don't have to be a service streamer to be successful and then like even more so I don't have to be partnered to be a successful streamer and that for me was what the roadblock was between like burnout and and trying to balance all the other things once i got that mentality right you just go live whenever you can and have a good time and uh, try to you know let other people have a good time yeah partnership opens up the door obviously for a lot of things but there's a lot of people i know streamer wise who are not partnered and they're doing things that even people who had the check mark aren't doing just because of how they are on stream and how they are outside so as being partner and getting the check mark obviously is an amazing thing and an amazing accomplishment but it should never be anybody's end goal uh it should yeah. just be like you know a step along the way yes yeah that's kind of what i've been i i guess i've known it for a while um kind of my mindset for a long time was kind of getting to the point getting to a certain point through trials because the thing is 
I love playing trials. I love r running with people from my community running carries. But the thing is, what always happened is basically at some point in every single stream, there'd be a point in which I would just, it, it wasn't worth it anymore, right? Um, whether or not what caused it, there was a point in which I would essentially break every single stream. And so my mindset for a long time was just, let me, if I can make, keep on doing this for a certain amount of time, get that check mark, whatever it was, then I'll be fine. But what I've been recently recent realizing ever since kind of Beyond Light has dropped, my most the most fun I've had, or the most like in a trial stream, I've had a shit ton of fun within the first couple of hours. And then something would happen and then it would it would completely ruin the stream for me and for the, my community, right? And what I realized and what I think the reason why I'm gonna be stopping doing carries because uh, it's is that those streams on the weekdays like i don't give a shit about if i'm like the numbers right like i never have i stream for nine years averaging 0.5 viewers right and what i realized is that those streams and my weekday streams now there's nothing bad about those streams right it's not that inherently trials of osiris is ruining my mood ruining my psyche it's not that inherently running carries is making me tear out my hair or just like being super like hurt it's the fact that i can play let's say five hours of apex with the boys and have a good time i can run even let's say three hours of trials carries and have a great time without it getting ruined and that stream is automatically more valuable even if i'm getting half the viewers like it doesn't matter because the thing is people will be coming there the thing is, I, a lot of the people who have stuck with my channel and the people that are truly, truly, like, I would say, like, essential to a growing or just a Twitch channel in general are people that have come in on the weekdays, come in when I play Apex, come in when I play even just do PvE shit, whatever it is, things that I'm not necessarily known for. And those are the people that I truly care about and the people that I, I am starting to shift my focus towards um, in the future. Um I think I have cared about that for a while, but realizing that it's not worth it. That the thing is, I don't need to care about getting more of those people. That's that's what kind of. They'll come naturally. They're great people. Great people are out there. It's just a matter of time, right? Whether or not it's a year from now, two years, five years even. And if that means not getting a check mark, if that means not being able to do this, like it professionally or whatever the fuck like it doesn't matter and that's kind of something i've had to learn as as since going once again from 0.5 average viewers to in two weeks going to 50 when trials first came out um in season whatever that was something that i wasn't ready for and now after basically a year of doing the same thing without really thinking about it i'm at a better place and at a place where i'm just kind of like the people that I care about are still going to be there. The people that I will care about in the future will be there. And that's all that matters. Uh, True. That's facts. Uh, Apso, what about you? Oh, man. Um, shit. I think, like, I can honestly say streaming Destiny is... I don't want it to feel like a chore. And I never want it to feel like I'm playing a game just because that's where my content's based around. Like, yeah, I, I play Destiny. I have, like, a good time. But then there's a, there's those those moments that people 
will go to the like Jesus said, and this happened to me like early on during streaming when I had like TTV in my name, and I wasn't really thinking of what the what the actual like hell I was doing. And people have shown me the worst side. Like I've like being completely honest, like streaming took a lot out of me. Like I really tried to like end it like mentally. Like I was just in a bad spot and then streaming was a way to get over it. And then like seeing these people on how vicious and attacking they are when you're just trying to play a game and like meet new people and try to like make a name for yourself. And like this whole thing, like it really took me on a road that I honestly can say challenged me to basically tell me either if I was going to wake up the next morning or not. And <clears throat> like me being here and being able to be honest about it, it's like, you need to be able to like understand that like yeah like hardcore said like if you take a day for yourself that's that's what you need you can't always like be there every single day seven days a week 365 you need a day or two to recollect yourself and give yourself the, the attention you deserve like sundays and mondays are not my day to write to be with my family to be disconnected play offline because that's how I feel like I can get back onto what I do best. And that is being my authentic self, not to push a stagnant that I'm just playing a game to play a game. I'm there to meet and build something. Like I want to be able to have like a certain amount of people to just hang with and chill. I want to be able to be good at a video game at whatever aspect that is. I want to be able to not only like build something it's more or less push the narrative that again it is okay to not be okay like you don't have to continuously come on and show yourself when chat could read you like a book if they know you're not okay they will tell you in chat like hey you 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 all right like you look down bad like i was told that mon i was told that tuesday because i'm i like dude like it's been rough because my job and everything and i just like i tried to not really let it get to me but chat saw it and i was like all right i gotta go and i left because i don't want them seeing that side of me like out of every side that i want them to see i want them to see me streaming destiny is what i love to do because that game and that game and i the game saved me from a lot in my past and that game has made me who i am today as far as friends as far as people i can trust as far as people that i know to this day and have literally been more or less brothers and sisters with and for me to say that I'm not streaming the game because of the community is like, it, it's true because the community has shown me its darker side. But again, it's also had its light moments. And I just think like people need to understand that if you take up like a camera, if you take up a microphone and you play a game where people will watch you, you have to be able to understand that there are there are bad people. There are bad people. And they will want to see you fail. They will go into your chat and try to harass you and break you. And me as a, because I, I work full-time as law enforcement in my town. Like, I've seen it. Mind games and all, people people are really manipulative. And you just have to be able to be that bigger person. And I've lurked in Cheese's streams. I've lurked in Maddox's streams. I've lurked in Hardcore. I'm talking Hardcore stream. And, you know, it's just how they how they are and who they are and what they do is why i like watching them why i want to reinvent who i am why i continue to reinvent myself because i want to be able to not fake it 
I want to be authentic. If you don't like me for me, sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I want to be able for you to like look at me and see me for me at the end of the day. Yeah, what, what you said, I so totally. A lot of people don't understand that there's a big, a big mental part of this of doing this, and you have to prepare yourself because a lot of people, you know, streaming is easy these days. You you hop on your Xbox, you type in your Twitch, and that's it. You can go live. But yeah. you know, that doesn't mean that you get to pop off and be the next ninja. And people who do who are coming in here trying to make something, you have to understand that it's it's technically a job. If you do want to make something out of it and there's a big mental thing because you're putting you're putting your your side out in the open so you're putting your creativity your personality up on the camera to be judged by however many people come here and a lot of people are not gonna like you either because they don't vibe you or just because they don't like themselves and they just want to come in and harass people because that's how they get off but it's it's more times than not you're gonna fail but obviously, when the times that you do succeed, it makes it all the more richer. So, 100% agree with everything you said. Now, with uh, so with Mac, you know, everybody knows you as the, <laughs> the very positive guy. But I imagine streaming in a community that's not so positive, obviously, you've probably had to deal with some issues. So, how have you been kind of going about that journey, Mac? <clears throat> um... I've had the luxury of not having to deal with very many of these situations or toxic individuals, um, especially things like uh, doxing and um, harassment and things of that nature. Uh, it hasn't happened in my, in my stream. Um, I don't know if that's because I primarily focus on the PvE side of the game, so there's no one's day for me to ruin by beating them in a trials match or something like that and people you know don't really have much of a reason to come after me when it i mean people don't really have a reason to come after anyone but um they they would have absolutely they, they haven't been wronged by me and in, in the sense where wronging someone is that you beat them in a trials game or you used a weapon that they didn't like um so I, i've been streaming uh only for a very little bit and um so I've, I've had the luxury of you know being able to stream um when i would say i have you know uh matured to the point where i knew exactly what i wanted to do very on i knew exactly what kind of community i wanted to create early on i knew exactly what kind of content i wanted to push out early on um and i knew uh my original intent in streaming was to try and just you know get the garrison name out there a little bit more and then it, you know the passion kind of showed itself um and so that passion is you know kind of stemmed into me wanting to do this as a full-time career and it is truly genuine passion because you know I, I currently have a job and i'm perfectly happy there and and they take good care of me and and i could live the rest of my life with that job but i find more enjoyment in streaming so Clearly something about that is uh, very enticing and very enjoyable. Um, and, you know, I think once I started to realize that passion was there a little bit more, I saw an opportunity um, to carry out what I typically consider to be my responsibility, you know, going through my life. Um, my parents always raised me um, to have honesty, loyalty and integrity in every single thing that I do. And I think those values are extremely important. And I think they're values that some people are missing out on, specifically those bad seeds that you see within the Destiny community. Um, so I made it my 
mission, I guess you could say, to create a community that embodied those values very quickly um, and you know, create that community and make sure it was ironclad that, you know, nothing could, you know, really shatter that or, you know, manipulate it or anything of that nature because um, I am not, I, I don't like being around negativity. I don't like being involved in drama. I think watching it is funny sometimes. <laughs> But you know, it's, it's just the way it is. Um, uh, but mega popcorn, yeah, eating it. Yeah, you know, soap operas exist for a reason. Um, I I really have not had to deal with uh, any of that negativity or anything of that nature, and I and I think it all comes together through a multitude of reasons. Specifically, the game type that I primarily exist in. People really don't have a reason to be mad. Um, and uh, another reason is I was very, very, very hard set on making sure that very early on from day one my stream wouldn't have any of that in there and so not only do i know that there is absolutely no toxicity or harassment or doxing or anything like that welcome in my channel um and not only am i enforcing it but i have an exceptional mod team that embodies those same values and cares just as much about it as i do and i have a fan base or viewership or community or whatever you want to call it that also feels the same way even people that can't necessarily delete messages they carry the the importance of those values and they carry uh, that environment with them in their personalities and what they say in chat and the energy that they bring to every stream. Should they be in a voice chat with me if we're playing together, they want to raffle to do a raid or something like that. They bring that energy with them. So I've been very lucky to find myself surrounded by a community that believes in everything that I believe in, believes in those values and believes them so much so to the point that they really work hard to try and make sure that everyone else that comes through the stream or comes through any our community or anything of that nature, make sure that those values are made known to them incredibly quickly. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think the result of that has been uh, an environment where I really have had the luxury of not really having to deal with uh, any of that garbage and and I know it exists and I know it certainly and you know I probably would feel a little bit worse about the community uh, if I had been doxxed on high speed if I had been doxxed or something like that um but uh so I don't blame cool cheese for feeling the way he does whatsoever but I've always you know seen the destiny community as a place that you know genuinely I've truly loved and has, you know has treated me like family thank you um and that uh is that has always been number one in my eyes. Got Although it. I do understand that there are, you know, deplorable individuals within the community and there's absolutely no place for them in the community, in my opinion. So hopefully we can get them out soon or change or change them. I, I, I think there's always a good uh, argument to be made about, about, you know, trying to help people see the way that they're supposed to be as opposed to, you know, kicking them to the curb and, send them to go harass someone else. Obviously, that's not possible with everyone, but yeah, try hopefully, sometimes. Hopefully, we'll see kind of what starts happening. Maybe things change. Maybe they don't. But, I mean, we still have a lot of great people here. And at the end of the day, you know what? If, if you've had your run with Destiny and you feel like it's time to move on, that's totally okay, too. There's nothing here saying that you have to stay. Uh, and especially at the end of the day, your mental health is the most important thing that you can do that you can focus on uh so if that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta do there's a lot of games out there uh and with that 
we're going to start wrapping it up. Um, we're going to go around uh, and I'll have one last question for you guys. And if you want to do your outros and then give out um, a piece of uh, a shout out to somebody in your personal life, your community, it could be more than one person. We'll kind of go around and do that. Um, but yeah, so for the question, um, the last question we're going to have is what's one thing you guys want to see uh, coming through for Destiny in the DLC for September? What's one thing that you're really looking forward to or looking to come out? Or for Bungie to do. Um, and then we'll do the shout outs. So my shout out for this week. Uh, is going to be. Um, to uh, Amaze. Amazing uh, content creator. Amazing. Uh, podcast host. So about positive vibes. Uh, every day he puts out uh, that video. <laughs> Just trying to pump everybody up. Uh, he's an amazing streamer. Uh, so my shout out for uh, this week. Is going to be towards him. And uh, we'll go in order here. So, Apso, if you want to start out. So, yep. If you want to say where we can find you, uh, answer the question, then your uh, your shout out. Uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash absolution. It's in the chat and everything where, you know, Mountie is saying it. Um, I think my shout out has to go to, like, a very, like, under... I wouldn't say, like, because, like, of what she's she does. I think, like... For my shout out, it's Black Dahlia because she plays like Elimination and she goes on stream and she's just herself. And you know how those those like those really creeps like say, oh, all gamer girls are just like bad at video games. No, she she's pretty fucking A1 and she shows that you don't have to really do much to like she's breaking like the main thing of like looking at her as a as a girl who plays video games because she's being. And a lot of other women are because I, I love watching women streamers more than men because like they get the most shit for just being them playing a video game is like a whole other thing so watching them and seeing them grow and succeed is very like powerful because that's what i love to see pushing women to like do the things they want to do is something that needs to be normalized and that's that's just incredible of what she's doing because she posted on twitter that she just bought a car like w's all fucking day and she's just herself loving star wars loving all this shit and that's just amazing that you could be yourself and be able to find people that will support you in that but yeah that's my shout out 100 percent. awesome and uh what's one thing you want to see uh in the expansion for september dreadnought <laughs> just the dreadnought in general just like because if they're because if they're going to like this route that they're bringing old raids from like d1 i want to see getting I, I would like to see king's fall in a, in a in a way if it's the witch queen raid i would like to see it like better or do you like like i want the i want the taken king to be scary with witch queen i want that to be like like eroded like pus or some sh or some ugly shit in that thing because we haven't been there in a while so i don't know what the fuck has happened yeah you know and i don't know like i don't think oryx is like i don't think sabathun's like a home renovator so i don't, <laughs> don't think she's really giving a fuck i don't think she's so i want to see like sims or anything like that yeah i want to see like erosion i want to see like hive but in a new light in like a new way like very very like, evil and ugly and scary something like if a thrall jumps at me i will literally like my heart will stop something like nah, that i i loaded up d1 last week it was all the same so <laughs> <laughs> I fucking... all right cool i'm out that's all right, all right that's, that's it that's it for me peace <laughs> 
Well, all, so, right, all right, Maddox. Um, we get it. We get it. <laughs> Jesus. I want to say uh, thanks. Appreciate you being on. Uh, and thank well, you thank for, you for having me. No, of course, man. Um, hardcore? Uh, again, uh, too hardcore. You can find me on Twitch at T00Hardcore, Twitter, YouTube, um, all the same thing. Most people know me as Will, like I said. Um, shout out that I would like to give. Uh, know a lot of people know him above. Um, he really kind of unlocked that side of the game that I really neglected for so long and, and showed me that end game PVE content can be challenging and rewarding. And he's doing great things with his Grandmaster Gauntlet that I've unfortunately been a part of. Well, fortunately, I've been a part of it twice and unfortunately have lost to God Roll Astral Horizons now. Um, but uh, him just showing me that like low guardian challenges and and like I said, end game PVE content can be fun and rewarding. Um, as far as what I want to see in the fall, I want that carrot that Cool Cheese talked about earlier. But I want that carrot to be healthy and thriving. I want that. I want to be I a want, steak. In, yeah, I want there to be incentives for me to log into the game every day again. I just feel like I'm missing that. You know, I'm missing the. I don't even know if you'd call it quality of life stuff, even though I want to call it that. I I just want to log into the game and love Destiny like I used to. Like I said, on Fridays, I used to just run home from work, hop in the shower, eat dinner, you know, and all I wanted to do was play Trials, and I feel like Destiny lacks that right now. For me personally, still love the game, still one of my favorite games of all time, but I just want that incentive back. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being uh being on here. I had a good time. Of course, man. Appreciate you taking the time out. Absolutely. Uh Mac. Um, in the fall, I would love to see uh a PvE environment where we have multiple playable relevant raids, both from a loot perspective, a sunsetting perspective, and even a light level pinnacle drop perspective. Um, I think one of the healthiest PVE states was in Age of Triumph, uh, back in Destiny 1, when you could run King's Fall, Crota's End, Fault of Glass, and Wrath of the Machine, and there was a reason to run all of them. Um, I think stuff like that is extremely exciting, especially for someone like me who likes to do raid help. It's nice to not have to do the same exact raid every single time for an entire season. Um... So I think that would be something that would be really, really cool as, as a big PvE fan. Um, as far as uh, shoutouts go, I mean, it, it's just, it can only go to my community. Um, that, that makes my viewership, my mod team, my clan, and all the friends I've made. I mean, they've, they've the entire reason why I'm here on this podcast today, they've given me everything and you know, I can't, everything goes back to them. Awesome. Mac, appreciate you taking the time out, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Last but not least, Mr. Cool Cheese. Um, the main thing I want to see in September, or even beyond that, is Bungie doing a lot better job at combining the more casual and fun nature of Destiny PvP into a more competitive environment. Not necessarily saying I want it to be an eSport, not saying I want it to be Counter-Strike. Um, I just want a more competitive, a competitive and fun blend for this game, and to me, that is double primaries with modern time to kill. Um, and that is something I want to see for the future that I doubt will ever happen. But um, that would be my ideal for Destiny PvP going into the future. Um, 
That also being said, the people I want to give a shout out to um, is... Oh, wait. I sh uh, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash coolcheese101 transition. Um, <laughs> but the people that I would like to also give a shout to, minus myself, um, where it's going to be two people. Um, first of all, I'd have to give it to Noise Tank. Um, he's been one of my best friends and kind of like a father figure to me ever since I met him um, back three or four years ago. Um, he's a great guy. He's kind of the guy who I originally started running Chaos Reach back in the day, twitch.tv slash noise tank. Um, but he has been fantastic in helping me cope with my depressions, with my manic phases um, in general. He is a very talented player and one of the kindest and greatest guys in this community, I think. Um, and he is both like a father and like a brother to me. Um, and I would not trade him for the world. Additionally, uh, this is someone who doesn't have a Twitch channel or any social media present is uh, my friend Bill. Um, he's also known me for around as much uh, as around as long as noise and has helped me in very similar manners. He's always just been there, um, even though he might not play Destiny anymore, might not um, play games really as much as he used to. He's always been someone who's been there for me mentally, uh, for my mental state and always been someone I can count on to make me laugh or see the positives of a situation, make me feel good about being myself. Um, so if Bill, you're watching this, shout out to you, real one. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'll take you, uh, you know, appreciate you coming on, spending time here, cheese. Um, sure. And yeah, that's pretty much wrap, guys. I just want to thank everybody in chat for uh, spending time here. Um, thanks for all the questions, the comments. Anybody who's watching on YouTube or listening on any of the podcasts, appreciate you all taking the time as well. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> Thursday, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, don't forget, guys, check up on your friends, drink your water, wear your mask, all that good stuff.